I remember doing a show like years ago. I did this elaborate, I probably even told you the story, elaborate puppet show and everything. It was all this pre-recorded stuff. And it was like, oh, just one of the highlights of my life. And it was a lot of people there and it was fun and great. And I felt a great success. And this woman came up after me and she goes, man, that was great. You ought to go for it. I was like, what? Go for what? I just, I'm exhausted. I just went for it. Did you not witness that? I could die tomorrow. What is this? What is this far off it that I'm supposed to go for? I don't even understand. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes, a podcast about fame, episode 31. I'm Jamie Berger, and it's my great pleasure to have my first returning guest. Here's the first of two new episodes. One conversation split in two with WFMU radio talker Hardy White. Hardy was one of our early guests in episode eight, and if you haven't heard that I you don't have to hear that first but I think you should go back and listen to him talking initially about fame and about what he does and who he is on the radio one of the reasons we are thrilled to have Hardy back is that every week Thursdays at 7 on WFMU or on the internet anytime just like the rest of us podcasters. I learned so much about art making and radio and comedy and improvisation and ego and letting go of ego and kindness and all sorts of wonderful pop culture and scientific and philosophical arcana. It fills me with so much goodness every week that I'm thrilled that he comes on here and I hope he gives some of that magic to you here. Just a couple of Tidbits we get into are Dora Hall, the Solo Cup heiress, Jane Fonda, Victor Borga, Ageism, The Green Child, Xavier Cugat, My Dinner with Andre, The Sorites Paradox, John Berger, Scatman Crothers, Cartoon Michael Jackson and His Pink Snake, Ricky Gervais, Confidence, Improvisation, Houdini, Magic, Psychics, Monologue versus Conversation, Ricky J, Deception, and Ted Turner. And we'll just stop with those few things and take you to part one of our two-part conversation with Hardy White. We talked on the phone in late January, right after the January 26th episode of Miracle Nutrition on WFMU, which I highly recommend as a fine pairing with this conversation. Hello. There you are. Hello, Hardy. I was upstairs <clears throat> eating a really dry cracker. 
Oh, that's perfect. It's the perfect thing to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had to come up gulping water because I was like, why did I do that? That's like taking a fistful of paste or something. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm fine. I love your new Skype picture. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's your, oh, your I, eyes it, are very wide. Yes, they are. That's the illusion, though. The glasses are creating that illusion. Yeah, that's why my wife doesn't wear her glasses. She hates that illusion. That, that your eyes are huge like that? Yeah, yeah. She's not, think, not a fan of that. I think it discourages uh, predators. <laughs> that's probably true, but it might, it might attract babies. Who knows? <laughs> I think they like big features. Do they? It makes you look like a, a Cougat uh, painting. Yes. Big-eyed children. Wait, Xavier Cougat? Yeah, he did paintings too of big-eyed children. He did that. Not only was he a band leader, I'm gonna have <clears> to he's see. multi-talented. Oh, he's true, the true meaning of an artist. I, 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 did, <laughs> I did not. I did not know that. I'm, I think I'm, I might be making that up. I'm gonna have. But to... he's also married to Charo. Really. Now, yeah. see, now I don't know if you're just you're just messing. No, Charo was married to Xavier Cougar. He was a billion years older than her at yeah. the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Now he is. She is probably the age that he was when he married her. Yeah. Now, she. I don't know. Haven't heard from Charo in a while. No, bless her heart. Because at eighty, maybe Coochie Hoochie or whatever she said isn't gonna. I don't know. It'll yeah, still yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It would work with me. I'd yeah, fine. I'd yeah, see yeah, her. I, I'm that, fine with. <clears throat> I met Jane Fonda one time. You did. Yeah, and I was standing, and, and and I was like, "Man, all right." <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like you know what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. I was, I was like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not ageist." Although she's, you know, I think a wealthy lady, she's able to. Do you, Do you think that made her more attractive to you, or do you mean she? No, can no. I just to... <laughs> mean you can afford to keep yourself up. It's not uh, like yeah. you're waiting if, if you're waiting tables at at, at the Waffle House or something. Yeah. It wears it wears you down. Yeah. And if you don't have you know, and and something's wrong with your teeth or anything, yeah. you can't fix it. That's not, you know that's most people's experience yeah. of life. You get to a certain age. I have a lot of friends that work actually like work for a living, like lift, have to lift or move yes. things or put things together. And you know, and you do that and you're young and it's fine. And then you get to a certain age and you go, what's wrong with my neck? Why can't I lift? I can no longer put this thing up, this cabinet or whatever. And, and then you realize, oh crap, yeah. you know, that's my money. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 I have some friends I, I, who've been, who've been cooking for a living for a long time who I try to Encouraged to find other locations because right, yeah. they're you know they're they're in their early thirties now, but they'll be in their early forties in a little while. Right, we can't shift you to the carpet laying office or something. Yeah. No, you know it'd be nice to get the if there's a desk job for every manual labor thing. Mm-hmm. Transition know. plan. Yeah, yeah, but that's not we don't care enough about people to have a society. No, no, but but speaking of which, okay. one of one of the goals of of calling you today is to not talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 sorry. That's I, fine. Yes, yeah, I've been having. I mean, although you in 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 every area of your public self, I, I I see you already not want to talk about current events in in the time period that I'm stuck in. So, I, I'm sure you're fine with that. But if you happen to, in this one occasion, want to talk about the thing that I can't help talking about every time I record a new intro or outro to the mm -hmm. show, let alone in the conversation, we could do that too. Well, I don't know. I, I live like in a fairy tale world where I think if you say the names of certain things, you conjure them up, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and they've gotten in your head and everything. And also, I reject other people's uh, 
language and their and their words and everything. So the minute you try to uh, respond to something, you respond to it in in a language you don't agree with. How can you how can you communicate anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does no, that make does it make I, any sense? Uh, it will maybe when I listen to it back later, but right now, no. No, okay. Well, let me clarify yeah, that. <laughs> if you're starting, well, if you started to talk to me about like whether whether uh, uh, Hoogie Watts are alive or something, and I say, well, you know, and I start talking about Hoogie Watts with you, I've sort mm-hmm. of acknowledged that that's a thing. When I don't go, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Like if I've accepted your language, then I've somehow come into your logic, and I, I'll, I'll lose. Yeah. Because we're playing on your field, which is absurd. Yeah. So I said, come over to my absurd playing field. You know, you penetrate my logic here. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's. Yeah, I want to. I want to go there. Uh, yes, to your your field. Um, um, I want. I had an idea, a little conceptual idea for today. Because first time I talked to you, it was a, you know, it was it was a I, I prepared because it was a show and I was still just getting started and I wanted to be focused on my topic. But today, I just wanted to have a conversation, but then I listened to your show, and I started taking notes, and if I have notes for our conversation, that's not really a conversation. It's more of an interview, so I thought I would tell you all the show notes now, and then I can make sloppy edits of everything we don't talk about later. All right, yeah, well, that's just, the, it's nothing, that's not making notes, though, because I've, I'm, I'm, I get to the age now, I have to write things down to remember to say to yeah. people. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> and that's just in daily life, you know, remember yeah. to tell my mother that so-and-so died. Well, here you go. Go. Um, so I just got done listening to yesterday's episode, which would have been January 26, 2017, for all of you listening to this in the future, which would be all of you, except all the two of us. And there are things that I learned and there are things I wanted to talk about. One thing that I learned is that that I didn't know that the Foley for Kangaroo was someone saying bounce, bounce. Uh, (laughs) We both love the triplets of Belleville. Uh, Randomly while listening, I thought of Mary Tyler Moore. So I thought maybe we'd talk about her because I bet we both had some. Although you, your television youth was more retro from your youth than my youth, which was at the same time as yours. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you were a Mary person. Uh, believing in magic. The Green Child, the novel that you tweeted mm-hmm. about this morning, which I hadn't thought about in many, many years. Uh, improvisation. This being the year of, of Mike Birbiglia's independent movie making that a big thing in the public or the indie public. I don't know if you know about that. No. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, There's a movie. It's about improvisation. And you as an improviser make me think of that. Uh, here's a quote. I, I think we need Foley for air quotes. I, I, I'd love it if you could help me figure that out. <laughs> That's like a... Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? I'm um, blanking on... Uh, on uh, What's his name? The guy um, that used to do that shtick. You remember oh, that? Victor Borga. Victor yes, Borga. Yes. Yes, right? indeed. Yeah. He probably had some. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had it all for figured it, out. For quotes, yeah. Okay, so here's you. I know when I've been lonely, all of a sudden, some kind of annoying person can be a blessing if you felt alienated and you go, all of a sudden, this goofball is talking to me, which I thought was a really good analogy for what we try to do on the radio or whatever this is, is be the goofball. Right. Talking to people 
I also appreciate your use of, of verb tense when you say when they make a cartoon of you in the 70s because you actually go there at times. Right. So it's always the present. Uh, let's see. I just, I, I, won't, I won't embarrass you by quoting you more than this once more. They're covered with meat, my skeleton feet, and I'm trying to keep them preserved. Yes. That's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, the Three Stooges and the energy of wanting to do a good job. Uh, the movie Frank, which I've never seen. I haven't either. Ah. I saw so a, a video from it because I like that song. That I've been it. thinking I want to see it. And also, John Ronson is someone I have. Uh, somebody told me about it. I saw the video and then I read a synopsis. So I feel like I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. But then people tell me to see it. And I have complicated feelings about John Ronson, the writer who. To do what I do and just lie. Say so you saw it. Okay. Because people don't quiz you very deeply. You're, about it. you're a better liar than I am. No, no I'm not. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> How did you know that? I didn't uh, agree with me there. And then, and then also, just on a more on a more serious note, uh, mm -hmm. to, to talk about, you know, I'm, what am I? I'm going on a year of doing this. Well, no, I've got quite a ways to go. Five more months. But on the idea of, of, of listening or not listening to other people's shows and them listening to yours. And, and I feel like people don't ask me how my show's doing because they don't listen. And I don't care if they listen, but I like that they ask. So I want them to ask me anyway. And I don't want them to feel obliged to listen. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's a weird thing, that whole who listens and everything. Because sometimes it's inversely proportioned how well people, somebody knows you. Because if they, if they enter, I, I think the people that know me personally are less likely to to want to hear the show all the time because mm -hmm. <laughs> they hear you in real life because they i think because they, they hear me in real life right mm -hmm. yeah or even if they think they have access to me like close friends don't listen very regularly <laughs> yeah i guess that's why they do i'm maybe i'm rationalizing i think this is why yeah but and and and, and people who don't i mean you know if that's their only is listening is their relationship with you probably more likely to to, to listen. So at first it's weird, right? Cause you say, have you, did you hear the show? No. Oh my gosh, I'm going to catch it. Yeah. You know, and you feel, you feel like a, a, a sort of schmucky cause you think, well, no one's listening. Yes, exactly. I'm an, I'm an idiot. And why am I doing this? And no one will be honest with me. And it's true with a lot of endeavors. People go, oh no, just you keep going. <laughs> Would anybody ever tell me, oh, quit. It's pointless. Mm -hmm. And if somebody did, you know, there's a lot, you just make an excuse. You go, oh, that old, cranky so-and-so hates me yeah well that's healthy to, to think that way yeah i mean but who, so you you have to be you know the judge of it and that's hard to see it objectively because you're the only one you can possibly trust <laughs> yeah and yet we're completely untrustworthy i don't know you can get a little closer to it though you know you can get a little more uh detached from it i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, where you're not, you, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to see it objectively. And sometimes you are able to just say, man, I'm, not, I'm an idiot. I, 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 I told a story yesterday on the radio about listening to, uh, I thought, you know, when I was younger, I go, I'm going to tape this conversation. It's going to be like my dinner with Andre. My friend and I are such intellectuals. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to it years later and it was absolutely mortifying, right? And I go, oh man, I'm just, I was just a pretentious idiot. Had no, this is an insane how awful this is and nobody told me at the time you know don't do this or you're an idiot or stop and if they if they had would i have you know i mean i, I just don't know how how useful 
um, honesty is. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want to tell someone to stop. I mean, if they've spent years of their lives on something that you really want to tell them, it's not going to happen. Now, even then, though. What is going to happen, though? What? I remember doing a show like years ago. I yeah. did this elaborate, I probably even told you the story, elaborate puppet show and everything. It was all this pre-recorded stuff, and it was like, oh, just one of the highlights of my life. It was a lot of people there, and it was fun and great, and I felt a great success. And this woman came up after me, and she was, man, that was great. You ought to go for it. <laughs> I said, what? Go for what? I just, I'm exhausted. I just went for it. Did you not witness that? I could die tomorrow. Yeah. What is this, what is this far-off it that I'm supposed to go for? I don't even understand. Well, what? that's the fame thing. What is that's, it? When that's it? the greater, more people. More, more audience making more and, audience. and money from this puppet show. Oh, it's just it's the uh, Soritis paradox, though. Did I say it right? I don't know. Do you know what that is? I just learned about this. So I I no, I do, do not. I'm always learning. How do you spell it? I think you spell it S O R I T E S. Okay, tell us. It's, about it. it's the heap paradox. So how, do you, how do you know when you have a heap? So you have a one one grain of wheat is clearly not a heap. Mm. Right? Two two grains is not a heap. Mm-hmm. Three grains is not a heap. All right? Four <laughs> right. grains is not a heap. Right. So if, if you reduce it to a formula, N plus one is not a heap. Well, that's ridiculous. So you go, well, at some point it's a heap. So you go, okay, 10,000 grains. Great. Yeah, I see a picture 10, of a heap. Right. Now, yeah. 10,000 grains minus one, is that a heap? Yes. Minus two. Yes. Right. Okay. If you reduce it to a formula, it's N minus one is a heap. Well, now, wait, 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 wait. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, nothing's a heap. Or, I mean, what happens is logic doesn't do very well with vague terms, and so it creates paradoxes, right? So fame is like that. It's a paradox. Mm -hmm. There isn't what is fame. It doesn't. It's a non-existent term. It can't be quantified at all. Mm -hmm. So it's it's only it's in the eye of the beholder. So it's both in the eye of the actual beholder, the person looking at the the artist or whatever the person is that's famous, and that that person. Who, mm -hmm. who, may, who may think they're famous, mm -hmm. you know? Or who might think they're not. Or might think they're not. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really an odd thing. You know, I know a lot of people uh, uh, pointed out, oh, never mind, I'm not going to bring her up because I forget her name. So I'll bring her up anyway. Okay, there was this, this lady <laughs> that was the uh, um, uh, heir to the, uh, the cup for, not the Dixie cup, but uh -huh. the, the other kind of cups. Um, uh, those kind of red cups, what are they called? Yeah, yeah, I know the ones you mean. Yeah, I think the, those are the ones. The ones solo, solo cups, maybe? The, the kids play the beer pong with. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the sol solo cups. Uh, her name might snap into my head at some point. Solo. And, and she, she had enough money that she was able to kind of create a career, like record albums and even do a TV special with actual stars and everything. And Dora Hill, I think was her name. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so people were watching her, hmm, I guess she was famous back in the 30s or something. Ah, but she, she wasn't. wasn't. No, she wasn't. It was a created fame. And she believed, I think she was famous. And then she kind of was, because now we're talking about her and she's famous. But that was a kind of like, isn't that strange? That's one of those, uh, the person who was first thought they were famous, and then it happened. Yeah, you know, or, sometimes it yeah. happens the other way around. The audience might know the person's famous before they do. Yeah, or yeah, either way around, or or again, decided they had to be famous and so bought fame. Mm -hmm. Oh, but now we're getting dangerously close to that topic. I don't want to talk about um, the president. Uh, 
something in there you were saying. Oh, about the heap? Mm-hmm. The th- and the thing about the heap of, of fame, if you have a heap of rice or a heap of gold up to a point, you're happy to have more of it. Because you know what it means, and more of it means you can do other things with it, like right. eat or buy things. Whereas with fame, I was just talking uh, a couple episodes ago to this wonderful uh, Irish comedian, Maeve Higgins. And she talked about how she, in Ireland, she will walk down the street and be known. And it's lovely to come back home, go back home and, and have that happen. And talked about the cabbie from the airport recognizing her when she went back. But now she lives in New York. And how wonderful it is to be anonymous. And that after a certain point, if your heap gets too big, you don't get to not have the heap anymore in terms of fame. Right. It is like, it's uh, almost like copy. I was I was listening the other day to your uh, your great uncle, John Berger, who just, who <laughs> yeah. just died. Sad, <laughs> sadly... I've been told I've been corrected to say Berger, but oh, it's Berger. Let's, let's, oh, okay. Let's call him Berger. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, it's Berger. I wanted this. Uh, uh, um, I'm not afraid to say it out loud. Uh, no, I, I wish it was. My I've name. never heard. I never heard his, anybody say his name. I've just watched the uh, <laughs> the way of seeing, and, yes. uh, and read about it. And that, and I'm sorry, Berger. So uh, um, anyway, uh, he was saying, um, you know, it's like these uh, paintings. You know, the uh, before there was pictures, before there was photographs or anything, that painting was the original thing. You had to go see it, much like people, right? Mm-hmm. But once something can be copied, mm-hmm. you know, they make copies of individuals now, and it's not even really you out there, mm-hmm. right? So it's not it's not even you that's personally f- sort of famous, you know, and you don't know what the what the you like if you're in a TV show where it's being shown, who's watching it, how they perceive you. It goes out. It's like some kind of little demon baby. Yeah, and you have no idea what they're doing, and it really isn't you, and uh, and 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 you know, but you have to sort of be responsible for, for for all that, and that's very strange. And I don't think that's like reputation used to be. Somebody have to kind of show up. I guess royalty had that or sort of reputation uh, that preceded them, pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. But most ordinary people would never have that. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very odd thing, and it's a new thing. And um, I think people have gotten used to living like that, to being themselves and then being their cartoon self and yes. being kind of comfortable with that. Yes. Uh, I read it, uh, out loud recently a Borges story called Borges and I. You should look it up after this. Uh, it, it's him talking about himself, writing about himself and that, that Borges person out there who has affected his life by writing these things. Um, and how they're two, two different people, but they're both him. Do you know? Right. What, that, okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a pause of of me not. Being no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I guess I guess you can't see me nodding. <laughs> you should try doing radio sometime. Uh, yeah. Oh, something in there. I forget. I edit this so I can pause all I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that, I just wanted to say, hey, listeners, if you just heard about John Berger or Berger, and I wasn't trying to correct you, I just don't want to take credit for him actually being the same name as me. Uh, but if you ever, if you, if you just kind of heard vaguely about this person that people think is great called John Berger, who died recently, go to YouTube 
and look up ways of seeing. I went back and watched the first one the other day with my wife, and I kind of thought it might be dated or like watching someone like Marshall McLuhan and being like, oh, that's cool that he figured that stuff out, but it, we know it all now. But it's still very interesting, so check out ways of seeing. Oh yeah, I, I think so too. Because yeah. I mean, he's you know he's he's talking about painting as a as it was you know a couple hundred years ago, mm-hmm. and so that hasn't changed. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, the way we used to see things, yeah. you know, as opposed to how we do now. Yeah, and there are just lots of subtle points in there that I, I forgot that he makes that are very very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, I I started reading him again too, and uh, it's uh, when he when he died. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there was an essay called, uh, looking at animals mm-hmm. or why we look at animals, which was very enlightening and still correct. And even now they're just now getting rid of the circus with, with yeah. uh, elephants and everything like that. It's absolutely absurd this day and age. So, uh, um, oh, God bless us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, really, we don't know ourselves very well. That thing about being a cartoon, I was thinking about it this week because for some reason I was watching the Globetrotters cartoon from the 1970s, early ah, 70s. That's why you talked about it. Right, right. So it just it came up and then so it just struck me on how many, how many weird levels uh, they weren't themselves. So you have so take this, this cartoon Meadowlark Lemon. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? So first you have the real Meadowlark Lemon, mm-hmm. you know, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Lemon, I guess. The Lemons. The Lemons. And that's that real person we don't know. I don't really know who that is. Then you have the Globetrotter, mm-hmm. right? So you have Meadowlark Lemon. That's the kind of the first level of famous Meadowlark Lemon. Then they make a cartoon Meadowlark Lemon with Scatman Crothers' voice. Uh, yeah, when you said that, I was like, I remember watching that cartoon. <laughs> right? But of course, as a kid, I didn't realize... It's beautiful. It's a weird, wonderful, surreal thing. Now that you're an adult, you go, what the heck? You know, that's like a third level. And then they have him, like, do a cameo on Scooby-Doo. It's like, wow, we're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is uh, you know, uh, degrees of meta yeah. here. But it's beautiful. But how that, what is that still, Meadowlark Lemon? You know, it's so bizarre. And then yeah. that the character's going off and having adventures, like the Jackson 5 cartoons off there having adventures with somebody else's voice mm-hmm. and everything. And then your memories, I'm uh, as a child, and they're all conflated, right? I think that, that Michael actually went and had those adventures and had a pink snake. Because <laughs> of that, that's not true. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. I don't remember the pink snake. and no. Wouldn't it be strange if he did eventually, because he did have like exotic pets. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if the cartoon Michael had the pink snake first, and then as an adult, Michael got the idea from his own cartoon Michael? Yeah, it would be kind of believable. Totally believable. Yeah, that's how our that's how our world works now. Yeah, I got the idea to do this from the fictional me. Me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, are there any fictional yous out there? Oh, I'm sure there are, yeah, because so I th- this always disturbs me. So I, my friends and I, years and years ago, did a public access show, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was doing sort of a, a dumber version of myself. I think I was. <laughs> it's just super wasted. But I think it was just, I was putting on a little bit, right? So uh, it did these things, put them on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then years later, one of those shows that shows clips, like embarrassing things, Shows one of my, wants to buy one of my clips. 
by one of these videos mm -hmm. of me doing a fake embarrassing thing. <laughs> right? And I went, oh. Oh, I see. Uh -huh. I said, no, 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 no. By the way, if you keep saying no, they just keep throwing money at you. Oh, that's good to know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, they do. They go, okay, well, how, you know, they go, no. And they go, well, like 200, no, 300, no, 400. They just will do that forever until you go, oh, man, I really, I super need. <laughs> yeah, were you like, uh, what are they, 800 bucks or something, right? Well, so you, well are we at N minus one yet? Right. You so know? you go, oh, okay. have we reached a heap? You hit the magic number, my magic debt number or something. Yeah. Now my life has been transformed. Thank you so much. <laughs> you may now have my soul. Yes. So, you know, so you do this horrible thing. and But, you know, I felt detached from it at that point. And it made me laugh that this thing that was clearly kind of fake, right, was mm -hmm. being, like, I don't know why they wanted it. But, um, you know, that was really strange. And I thought, well, people are going to see that, that have no connection to me, that don't get it. It's out of context. You know, I just, uh, th to me, that's hilarious. I've gone out there and now I'm some sort of, uh, you know, just caricature or something like that. You know, you've lost your own image. Yeah. And uh, not that you're, it's a good life lesson, <laughs> you know, because that doesn't super belong to you anyway. That's true. Well, so did, <laughs> did, did they ever reach, reach, uh, uh, what's the word I want to, you know, a critical mass of heapness for you to say yes? I finally said yes to one. Mm -hmm. And then I just took the rest of them down forever and went, what am I doing? And, you know, right. Because what if it took off? Yeah, I didn't want it to be popular. I mean, yeah. If somebody sees it or anything. Yeah. And then they, they would say, oh, maybe be a regular is kind of like dumb country guy. And I was like, oh, uh, fuck that. No. Yeah. Uh -uh. Oh, my God. And, you know, this is something that uh, the John Berger also said <laughs> uh, about, you know, about an image. It can be taken and reappropriated to be something very, very different than it was intended to be. You know, it has no, no longer has any control over what that is. You yeah. know, it's no longer this altarpiece. It's a label of a beer bottle, yeah. you know, and now it's, it was never meant to sell beer. It was meant to sell Jesus. And now, you know, and uh, that, that happens with, with human beings' images now. Yeah. And uh, who knows how deep that'll go the, because we can recreate them. Yeah in weird ways now and have them doing new things, you know? So, uh, that's, uh, that's very bizarre. We'll have to, uh, our philosophy has to adjust to catch up with our, uh, technology, yeah. <laughs> about who people are. Yeah. And, and you're, you know, uh, selling your, some image that you created that isn't of yourself, but will be seen as yourself is a dangerous road if you don't like it. Oh, it's absolutely, uh, and it's foolish too, in yeah. a way. You, you ever know? see uh, the series Extras? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. poor Ricky Gervais. He always uh, yeah. makes himself such <laughs> sad, sad <laughs> people. Oh, yeah. man. Somebody went and took and uh, edited all the, when the whistle blows, the fake sitcom mm -hmm. scenes. They edited them all together into one video and it's oh it's just you can't well i have to close my eyes i have to turn away yeah that's not accurate that's yeah. <laughs> so mortifying to watch yeah and yet it's like a, a train wreck you can't turn away at the same time i when i watched the original office i was going through a rough patch in life and i watched them all over mm -hmm. a week the british office and for some reason, I do this with with repulsive or or characters you just don't want to be horrible, and they are on a show. Mm -hmm. Is I project myself into that person, and I saw myself as David, 
for weeks afterwards. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm that person who says everything wrong at every turn. And I'm not. I'm not. That. I've done <laughs> right. it once or twice. Right. But yeah, it's so painful. Oh, yeah, because it has to it has to do with not being able to see yourself. Like, yeah. But, you know, just it's such a balance, the 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 self-doubt and the self-confidence to get it right. We're all absolutely paranoid that we've got it out of balance, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and some just we always overdo it mm-hmm. one way or the other. Right. Just too too much self-confidence or mm-hmm. not enough or. Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think people struggle with it the day that they die. I don't know that you ever really are able to, you know, I, I don't know that just navigating life, yeah. you, can, you can take one, it's a constant making decisions and little micro decisions yeah. and everything. So there's no way you'd be able to settle on one thing, you know, mm-hmm. it is vacillating all the time. It is a, a lifelong pursuit, I think, that's worthy of, of you know, sticking with. When you were just talking about that, that made me think of of if you you record your show mostly, you mostly just record live. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have? I mean, occasionally I'll hear you have a moment of doubt in the middle of a show, but it's very, very rare. And yet, you are largely improvising, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And but it's, it's improvising is a funny thing, though, in music or anything. It's yeah. not. It's not pulling it out of your ass necessarily just saying yes and you know it's like well it's like oh houdini actually pulling out of your ass is a great example i'm glad i can say (laughs) ass because it is like like houdini's like oh he's in the handcuffs he pulled the solution out of his ass yes he did but he had previously put the key up in his ass yeah so it it looked like he just you know got but he's already put it in there (laughs) so you know and, and improvising works that way you know you've got all this there uh, what you're doing is just you're you're slightly over overriding a little bit of self doubt or self consciousness and letting it letting it kind of flow together, yeah. and so musicians it's not like they're, they're not really making it up as much as they're letting themselves you know make it up or yeah, something you, or compose and, and, yeah with with vocabulary and and language that they have inside them right exactly yeah, yeah. Just, just putting so the I, words together in a new way. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, when I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking more like I speak. I'm not doing anything that I would normally do to stay interesting because I, uh, you know. Yeah, that's my can, problem. No, but I can say things to you like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, are you still there? Something like you can't when you're just doing the monologue, yeah. right? So you, you've got to, that's, it's different. And I have to stay, I have to do less, maybe less ums and, and you know, sort of do more tricks to collect myself and, uh, you know, to come back to a, a train of thought so that I'm not just, you know, just speaking about nonsense that I, it's ties together somewhat, yeah. you know, and, uh, and those are all things that are, are good. And, and when you're, when you're writing and I'm just, I, I just have, so, I have a problem with my attention span, right? <laughs> yeah. So I would write everything but I never get around to it. So what it is, is I've just learned to sort of like, I'll just let you hear me writing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't mm-hmm. edit very well, which is not brilliant, right? Which is why I'm, I'm not, they're not making movies of my ideas or anything, right? <laughs> right? That's what happens when you don't edit. You just get, oh, that guy's kind of semi-interesting talking on the radio. And, uh, but I think that there's a value to that. I, I, hope. I, I think you're being, you know, much too humble about it because it, it does a lot for me and other people. Oh. And I wouldn't want it to be a more polished hearty 
for, you know, for example, I, for example, the 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 what were the little um, uh, was it Comedy Central? What were the no for uh, what were the spots you did? Uh, the Adult Swim. Yeah, and they were all really good. But there, I was like, people would see them, and I'd be like, yeah, that's that's Hardy White. I've been trying to get you to listen to. But I'd be like, that's not, it's too, it's too tightly packed. It's not. Is, I don't know if I told you this, but so I didn't want to like, I don't, I don't plan anything. And apparently TV people do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I thought we'll compromise. Okay. Y'all. So we'll go, we'll, you, you can pick the spots, but I'm not going to really tell you what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Right? Can I, can I just like figure that out when we get there? Because mm-hmm. it might, it, I might be inspired by the sunshine or something like that. So, you know, I did that. Yeah. But now, but, but, <clears throat> so you sit down, fine, sit down at the desk, say your funny thing, and then you do it 30 more times. Oh, God. Yeah, literally. And, and I was like, man, this is insane. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no spontaneity to it. And, and there can't be mm-hmm. because there's all these things. They've got you, Mike, the poor sound guy is like back there going, oh, airplane. Yeah. And everything. And it's just, uh, ridiculous! You can't ever do anything on the on the fly, really. Like if if it's yeah. going to be like polished, and and I was like, wow, this is wacky. Yeah, um, and, did that maybe inspire? I, I I think you need to get get a, an intern to index your episodes because now yeah. I want to tell everyone to go find the episode where I, I'm where, trying where, to name where, them. Yeah, where you've got the guy in the booth. Yeah, I'm telling you to do it again. Take it again from yeah, you know, I, I got it. And, and 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 you know, I th- I think maybe you did that after the TV spots. Uh, but yeah, I, I it might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have been. It, it is it's very it's very frustrating, and uh, um, and I don't know how people do it really, and I don't really know how people do it as a as a team. Like if you're writing, a bunch of people are writing something, or there's there's more than. You know, one person's idea, or that would just drive me nuts. I don't know how you arrive at anything yeah. and, interesting. And when I was younger, I, I there's a kind of a snottiness in me that would look down upon people who have the skill to do it over and over again. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that oh, my favorite movie actors, this is their skill. And uh, someone I had on who's a young young man who's a director mm-hmm. talked about working as like a, a, a gaffer or whatever on movies and. You know Denzel busting into the room in the taking of the poem one two three over and over and over and over and over again, and every time a being able to do it over and over again. Yeah. Oh and yeah. No. B, that's... Uh, Cameron, my guest, was like, it looked so hokey and fake, and then when we watched it on the you know whatever the term is for playing it back later, mm-hmm. it was he knew he wasn't playing to me the gaffer. He knew how to play to the camera. And and how to do this take and it, it is a very special skill. It really write. is, and it is brilliant to be able to do it over and uh, and that's being uh, professional. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. but but there's you know there's two different there's two different things going on. You know, there are you you really do get it better when you do it a bunch of times. You know, mm-hmm. you, you do you know you hone it and you get it better. It comes out better. And then there's the other side of it where you know I remember uh, you know in uh, um. Thelonious Monk and Straight No Chaser, you know, the, in the in the documentary, mm-hmm. you know, they're recording something. So why didn't you press play? You know, that was the take. Why yeah. we're not rehearsing? You know, this is you didn't get it. You didn't capture the moment. So there's two different ways of doing it, right? Yeah. And sometimes you can combine them, yeah. you know, wonderfully. Yeah. And uh, um, but um, they're always, you know, yeah. ultimately they've they've got to be. 
also, you know, the, oh, I don't want to get into it, but they tell you, they don't tell you what to say, but they, boy, they get scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, the, yeah. The clock is ticking. People are getting paid. Uh, no, no things like topics off, like things they don't want to, to oh. touch. Like oh. they, they just, they, they, uh, they mention lawyers. They go, oh, the lawyers won't like that or something. <laughs> Who are these lawyers? Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is, this is, uh, they're not a very, uh, safe network. Yeah, well, you, and also, but you know, if I'm if what I'm saying requires people to be on their guard like that against lawsuits and everything, then this is not the venue. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, maybe I should just be talking to my friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, if what you're saying is going to be uh, so misunderstood, and that's what it is—it's misunderstanding. It's not that it really is controversial or anything. It's just that you know, outs, if, if you can't explain yourself then you're more apt to be misunderstood. You and I, I can, if I say something, you go, man, I don't get that. Or did you mean, I can go, no, I didn't mean that. But that's, people have to be together and interact and live to do that. Yeah. Did you do ever do, uh, try stand up? Just straight stand up? No. Mm -hmm. I I tried for a year and it's a great example. And I'll, I'll go see my favorite comedians or friends who are comedians do the same material over and over. And that's that's the gift of of combining them that you can oh absolutely somewhat yeah. improvise and somewhat say this joke you've said tell it all, over and over again like it's brand new yeah I've definitely done scripted things that, yeah you know and uh, and uh, live shows but I've I let more time lapse between laughs so it wouldn't yeah really count as stand up you know but yeah. it's got like I've got laughs planned and if they don't come I yeah. you know <laughs> but. Uh, but I'm more patient. I can go longer without uh, a laugh for some things that I wanted. Yeah, and people aren't expecting them. But it's this, mm. and it's also if it's scripted and people know it's scripted. Mm-hmm. But when you 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 suspend your disbelief when you walk into a comedy club, right? This no, you're right. just chatting with you, and that's awful for some because it gives them the false impression that they can go on stage and just chat. Oh God. You know, and some try that, and they go, oh, "I'm funny with my friends. I'm going to just go up there and riff." And you go, "Oh, first of all, never use that word. If you, if you use that word, you're not going to be f- funny. That's yeah. not, a, you know, yeah. nobody would ever say I'm going to riff. That's something that not funny people accuse funny people yeah. of. So, that, so don't do that. You know, and it's really, <laughs> it's really hard to like time a joke or get up there and just even for for one to get a laugh. It's it's really tough. Incredibly and then, hard. Yeah. And then the people will be able to build it and wi- ride a wave and then, you know, yeah. bring people in so that they can start improvising and shoving stuff in that wasn't written, yeah. you know? And then you go, man, they're just talking, but yeah. they're not. But you've given them room to do it because, yeah. you know, uh, the other stuff has been so good. Boy, that's that's a gift. Yeah. You know? And, I don't, and yeah, like with, you, you know, it's and it's the more you do it. No, well, I was just going to say yeah. it's, it's really it's hard work. Yeah, because I think you could probably get there and not be sort of you know naturally good at it because it just it does uh, hard work pays off. Yeah, I think in that in in performance yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> it's funny yeah. you, you just mentioned riff, and yesterday you were you you mentioned skit. And, yeah, and, and kind of revulsion with that. Uh... Riff and skit and improv instead of improvisation. I yeah, to... I do those things to bring myself. I try to humiliate myself. If I feel like I'm, you know, it's like, you know what? I'm going to put some sandals on and go out to the mall or something. I do it to bring myself down a peg. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like, I'm gonna, I think I'm so cool. 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to do something to prove on, I'm not. Put on some Burks and socks. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. And and, and uh, that always is is good because it is, it's kind of easy to get uh, puffed up because uh, what it is, I think, is that's what you want, right? You want this to, the, to, to feel good, this self-affirmation. You go looking for it and, uh, and you'll glom onto it with any success. You go, oh, good, I'm finally, you know, I feel really good about myself finally. And that's, that's sort of dangerous, yeah. you know, it's just try to, I try to just like, okay, you're all right all the time. Success, failure, it's the same you, you know, just work hard and, and, and try yeah. and keep, keep going. And everything else is just everybody. Thank God I've actually, and I, I professed that long before I'd internalized it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah. And, and at least you start by, yeah, you fake it till you make it. Um, right. And and even if you don't make it, because as you were saying earlier, you know the person who came up to you after the puppet show, there's no making it. There's making the work. There is no. There really isn't. That was part one of my second conversation with Hardy White. I realized this all might be a little confusing, kind of like episode one, the whole Star Wars confusion. Episode 8, back last summer, was our initial conversation. This was part 1 of a more recent conversation. And next week, if you like this, or even if you didn't, we'll have part 2. To listen to Hardy talking all by himself, search for Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. And that's H-E-A-R-T-Y. On WFMU on your radio dial or at WFMU.org or find it on iTunes. You can find this show at 15minutesjamieberger.com That's 1-5-M-I-N-U-T-E-S J-A-M-I-E-B-E-R-G-E-R or on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram at 15minsjamieb or anywhere podcasts are podcasted. Thank you, Ed, for making it sound good. This is 15 Minutes. I'm... Jamie Berger.